Welcome to MUNCAST, MyMUN.com's podcast on all things Model United Nations. Today's guest on MUNCAST by MyMUN is a Canadian giant of Model UN. His name is Jonathan Sasson, and I'm only saying that name half right, and he'll tell you how to say his name correctly in, in a second. Uh, Jonathan has been very, very active in Canadian Model UN over the last few years. He's been the Secretary General of Montreal, the United Nations Conference, more than once. Um, and he's now spearheading a initiative called Canadian Model United Nations as its president. What exactly Canadian Model United Nations is, we're going to talk about in this podcast uh, today. Jonathan, welcome. Thank you, Robin. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So um, um, I've, I've only given a very, very short introduction to you. Maybe you could give us uh, a slightly longer, well, but not too long, bio of, <laughs> of who you are, including uh, your, your correct name and uh, some of the you know, major roles you've, you've played in MUN over the past few years. Sure, it would be my pleasure. So uh, yeah, you did get my name right. It's uh, Jonathan Sasson. Uh, I like to say it the French way, but I've heard different types of pronunciations, all of which I accept. Um, so about myself, so right now I'm studying at uh, Quebec Bar School. I'm on my way to becoming a lawyer uh, in the near distant future. Um, so I started off with Model UN when I was a student at Dawson College. Uh, so I joined the Dawson College Model United Nations team in 2014. And uh, actually in 2013, and I continued on with it up until this very day. Um, so at my time at Dawson, I got to experience multiple conferences, including the Montreal United Nations Conference 2013. That was my very first experience at a Model UN uh, simulation. And over the years, once I graduated from Dawson College, I went to the University of Montreal, where I joined their Model UN team. They're, they have multiple Model UN teams, but one of theirs is the Faculty of Law team for those who are law students. And that's the one I joined. And I eventually ended up becoming the president of that team in my final year there. Um, and so I got to experience more conferences, including Harvard World Mali United Nations, where we hosted that conference last year in Montreal uh, of March. So that's a bit about me in terms of the experiences I've done. Um, most recently, I founded the Canadian Mali United Nations Initiative, which is a community for Canadian delegates. Uh, it's a way to regroup them, create a connected community so that, as you know, Canada is a big country. And uh, throughout this project, what I've learned is there are a lot of conferences in Canada that are organized annually, uh, over 50 of them. So through this, we've been able to connect delegates, help them learn more about it. And I'm very excited for it as it uh, progresses in the months to come. So that's a bit about me. Yeah, and I want to talk a bit more about Canadian Model United Nations because that's a project that I personally find very, very interesting for uh, several reasons. The first being you already mentioned it, it's about, uh, you know, connecting people that have a common passion and that work on the same project in their hometown, which is Model UN. And that's something that my man also does. So we're in the same business, mm -hmm. uh, so to speak. But you, you have a very special approach to it. And that is, um, you play on the fact that all of these people doing it are, uh, are Canadian and that you group them uh, together. And this has been done, or rather, People have tried to do this in, in several countries, and we're going to talk about a few examples later. Um, but maybe you can talk about what 
made it special or what made it possible in Canada in the first place? And and maybe as an extra question, has has this been attempted before in Canada, or is this the the very first version of a pan Canadian MUN society? So I'll answer the second question because I think that one is the most straightforward in terms of uh, where to begin. Um, so this is the first attempt at creating a uh, an initiative that encompasses the whole country. Um, and so now going to the first question, where I got the idea for Canadian Mali United Nations was when I was still uh, when I was heading the University of Montreal Faculty of Law delegation. We were looking at conferences to do, um, and I was looking at you know conferences that were next to us uh, in Canada, in the U.S., uh, things that were generally affordable that we could send a, a good delegation to. And through doing Google searches, I learned that there was a lot of conferences in Canada that I had never heard about. Uh, I'd say there was a good 10 to 15 of them. And I thought it would be useful if we could list these conferences, if we could have a way so that more people could know about them, because I presume that there would be an interest for other delegations in Canada to learn about these conferences and consider sending a delegation to. Um, so in the months leading up to when we officially launched in October 2017, we spent some time working out uh, the different outline of what this would encompass, what we wanted to do with this project, and what we wanted to achieve. Um, generally, what we wanted it to be is a community so that people could learn about the different conferences in Canada. And when we first conceived the idea, we thought, you know, like I said, there would be like 10 to 15 conferences. Right now, we have over 50 conferences on this, and we're only in April. Um, and I think the conferences that are participating on the Canadian circuits are representative of the Model UN community in Canada. Uh, because honestly, like I said, I didn't know there was this many conferences, but through doing CMUN, I really learned about the project um, in terms of what Canada offers to delegates. And so what we tried to do is basically encourage people to become part of this community. Uh, we created an ambassadors team, which is for people that wanted to become more involved. And we also encourage people to add their conference to the CMUN circuit. Um, and so those were like the three main things people could do was they could join, they could become an ambassador, and they could add their conference. And um, to my knowledge, I wasn't basing this off any other uh, model I had seen previously. Rather, I was looking at, through my experience organizing Harvard World Mali United Nations, looking at how the Americans were structured and seeing that you know, they look like they know each other. You, know, you look at like, the delegations that go to World Month or that go to other uh, big conferences in the United States, the head delegates seem to know each other in the delegations. And what I felt was that in Canada, we did not necessarily have that. In the Montreal circuit, where I'm from, it's true that the, the different conferences and delegations, they know each other, they speak to each other. But for the rest of the country, uh, I would say that's not necessarily the case. And so with Simon, we were trying to bridge that gap where we could try to make like a connected country. Um, and so what I learned from doing this is uh, that it was also attempted in uh, the United Kingdom and in Ireland. Um, in fact, what I had learned was that they have a Facebook group where the, uh, people that are from the United Kingdom that are from Ireland can join. And in that Facebook group, different conference organizers will post messages about their conference saying, you know, registration's open, chair applications are open. Uh, and this like hits the delegates directly. They get notifications, they see this, it creates a connected community. So that's one thing we integrated in CMUN was we liked how the how it was being done in the United Kingdom and in Ireland, which I believe is also based off how the Malaysians had done it. 
Um, and so one of the things we created was a Facebook group for Canada's Mun community. And this is a place where people can post messages, can promote their conferences directly to the delegates. So in a way, CMUN balances both in the sense that it benefits conference organizers because it helps them reach new audiences and also be benefits delegates and delegations because it helps them learn about the conferences that are nearby to them. Um, so that's a bit of what our project has encompassed in the months that we've, uh, since the months that we started it. That sounds fascinating. And uh, I think it's, it's a very uh, good step to base it off and, and be inspired by the, the different Facebook communities that, that have emerged. Um, that's something that Maimon is also trying to uh, pay a little bit more attention to. And we're going to introduce uh, what we call uh, country pages, where we'll try to do pretty much what you described about the Facebook groups, which is, you know, uh, give information about conferences in a certain country and create little communities just uh, just for those countries. Because even though MAN is uh, very, very international and transnational, and you usually try to go to a MAN conference, at least in Europe, where it's very, very easy to do that, to go across border and travel and, and use, my man, uh, use MAN as an excuse to travel and see the world. Um, but what's also true is that uh, Delegates like to stay home and they like to go to conferences that are in their, their own country or in their own city, maybe. Um, That's true. Um, one thing I learned is through my UN, in terms of that, it has like a global list of the different model UNs around the world. And through that, we've learned a lot about the different conferences because our delegation, or at least my delegation at the University of Montreal, we like to go to an international conference. And it was through my UN that we learned about some of the different international conferences that were there. And so we think like that's having that list of the different conferences helps to increase visibility of these conferences and helps delegations learn about them to become interested about them. And so that's something that's really cool in terms of like that we didn't necessarily have before. You know, some of the model UN conferences that have been around in Canada have been here for more than 30 years. And if I go back 30 years, you didn't have a lot of the technological advances that you do now in terms of like the communities that have been built and so forth. So I think that's really key. And also another thing I'd add about Canada in particular, in contrast to Europe, is I think in Europe, a lot of the travel costs are a lot less than what they are perhaps here in Canada. For example, if you want to go from Montreal to Vancouver, that's at least $1,000 Canadian of a plane ticket, uh, which is quite expensive. But what we're seeing is that there are new travel companies that are starting to propose more affordable prices, you know, saying $100 or less uh, to go from one area to the next. And I think as those travel prices go down, that will definitely help Canada's MUN community become even more connected because now it'll be a lot more simpler to travel. When I think about the Europeans, I think that it's what I seem to gather is that it's quite easy if you want to go from point A to point B. And I think that really facilitates their MUN community in terms of helping people go from one conference to the next because it's not too expensive and it's rather affordable. Um, and so that's something that I, I really like what they're doing in Europe, and hopefully that's something that will also take off here in Canada. Yeah, I hope so too, because uh, well, completely right, that's already a thing uh, in, in Europe and is, is very, very beneficial. Um, I mean, in terms of borders, we're already treating the whole continent like, like one country, which is very, very convenient. <laughs> uh, but it's also quite compact because, I mean, you mentioned Montreal to Vancouver. That I don't know, that's a five, six-hour flight, possibly more. Yeah, that should be around that. And uh, yeah, I mean, it makes sense that that costs a thousand a thousand dollars Canadian. Um, in Europe, even based in a let's say in a secondary or smaller city like Hamburg, I have to make an effort to spend more than a hundred euros to fly to anywhere 
uh, in Europe, uh, even during during high season. So going to a conference in Paris or in Madrid or in Rome uh, is a no-brainer. I get on the get on the plane. It's eighty bucks, and an hour later uh, I'm there, and that that certainly helps a lot. But as you said, and I agree completely, technology is something that uh, can bridge that gap. I wanted to talk about something you, you've mentioned a few times um, right. in what you've said so far, and that's the, the keyword delegation. And you especially mentioned that uh, maybe as, a, uh, as an inspiration, a lot of American conferences do joint delegations and they know each other when they go to a conference abroad. Is that something you want to create for Canadian or United Nations in the, uh, let's say, in the medium term to create maybe a standing delegations like uh, countries in Europe have it? That is something interesting, um, and that has been suggested to us. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about how that would be structured in terms of uh, the fact that Canada right now, as as a community, what we basically have is three main hubs, which is Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver. And those are also the three biggest cities in Canada. So you see a lot of the model UN conferences are centered in those three major hubs. Um, and so we have a lot of schools in Canada. As, as I've noticed through doing this, we have over 50 conferences that are organized annually. And so that's a lot of different schools. Um, what we're considering is maybe in the near future, it could be interesting if there was a delegation to go to international conferences abroad um, and that's something that could definitely, we could definitely see that happening. Um, it would depend on costs in terms of seeing how the logistics play out. Uh, right now, we've been focusing in terms of building the awareness of the different Canadian conferences to Canadians so that they know this, these are the conferences that they have available to them. Uh, one of the things we've been hearing from delegations and delegates is that they use the list we built on the website to find the conferences they're going to attend to next year. And so we think that's really interesting uh, as we approach next year's Model UN season that people are using the list to find where they want to go, which conferences they want to attend to. And hopefully this will help people meet new people. One of the things I've always liked about Model UN is the networking aspect. And I think this CMON fits right into my viewpoint in terms of helping people meet, new, meet other people and bringing them closer together. Um, and if a delegation could be something, uh, could be oh, another way of helping people get together. Um, that is something that basically we created in terms of with our ambassador team, where we have people that are more involved in the model UN community and they act as representatives of the organization. So if we do a delegation, perhaps our ambassadors could be, uh, those I ideal candidates because they already act as a sort of a delegation, if you will, of Seaman. Uh, but this could be interesting and we're not necessarily also, um, looking at just model UN conferences, uh, as Seaman can be considered a civil society organization, it could be interesting to, for Seaman to take place at other conferences that are not just Model UN and uh, seeing how that plays out. So these are all ideas that have been proposed um, you know, since we started in October 2017. And uh, you know, this is what makes me excited for the years to come because I, I like to innovate. I like to see progress. And I think when you have all these different ideas, it makes what you're trying to build fresh and cool. And I think that people will like that. They'll respond to that well. Um, already, we're seeing a lot of people that are interested in the project. And I think as we continue to go in the months to come, uh, we'll continue to build on that and reach new people. So there's definitely a lot of room to expand, create new ideas. I mean, yeah, it um, uh, really does sound like you've, uh, you've had some very, very fantastic success in the, in the few months that you've been working on it. Um, but maybe uh, 
probing that a bit more, has there been any any backlash you've seen in the Canadian uh, community against this project? Conference is saying, no, we don't want to be part of it. This is terrible. What you're doing is wrong. Um, or everybody who sees it loves it or something in between. The response we've gotten from people is very positive. Uh, everybody that that has come across our platform has been really amazed by what's by what's on it, by what's available to it um, in terms of the list of conferences. That it's now so easy to find Canadian conferences because before you used to have to go, like I did, you just have to go on Google and really like search them out because it wasn't really so straightforward. Um, there wasn't really like a way to find them easily. Like there are different lists out there. Uh, on the internet of model UN conferences, but there isn't one that is specific to Canada that really does a good job of representing them. So we've been really uh, happy that all the conferences that are on the list are participating conferences um, of the Canadian circuit. Um, having the, ha what was important to us is that is having the support of the conferences in Canada, because that's what really builds the community. Uh, when you have a list of the conferences, just a list, you know, that doesn't really have the participation of the conferences themselves, that in and of itself does lacks the networking aspect of it that we've been building here with CIMA and the fact that by having the different conferences involved, they're bringing in their organizers, their delegates, the people that, that come to their conferences, and it builds that wider community that we're trying to build. And some of the, one of the ideas that we that i first thought about was wouldn't it be cool if we could have maybe a group for the conference organizers as a way to for them to talk and sort sort of like build or chart the course forward for the canadian circuit um when i first thought of that idea like i said we only i only envisioned maybe there was 10 to 15 conferences on the canadian circuit uh now that there are over 50 um or having discovered that there are only 50 that presents a bit of a challenge in the sense that well, conference organizers, they tend to change as the conference conclude and the new organizers come into place. Uh, so one thing I'm looking at is maybe we can create a group that will include, you know, conference organizers from past conferences, I, but also think, ones from new conferences. I think that is a particularly fantastic idea um, because that's a, a very, very big problem. Uh, now I'm speaking both as a former organizer of a conference and uh, as somebody who runs a business that works with conferences. and. Uh, it's it's really staggering for everybody involved. It's, it's terrible that organizers change so quickly and so much. They basically <laughs> change every year, and they take all of the what's often called institutional knowledge with them and their connections mm -hmm. and uh, uh, their network. And that's oftentimes a real loss. And uh, we've seen several attempts locally here in the society in Hamburg. Um, we've tried to stimulate it with Maimon as well to preserve that knowledge and to, to keep a community going. But we found it uh, very, very, very hard to uh, motivate former organizers uh, to stay on and to uh, still be there in an advisory uh, capacity. So if you can pull that off, that would be uh, extremely um, impressive. And maybe that's something that you could only pull off in Canada because organizers there are... Um, uh, I'm already towards that. And that, that brings me to another question or another mm -hmm. topic that I want to connect with it is, and that is, do you think this model of Canadian model United Nations and the success you've had can be exported at all? Would you say to a German or a Spanish or a Australian uh, MUNer, 
go out there and uh, and copy the model it it works very well or do you think that that's not easily possible and that and this is something that needs to evolve organically for for each circuit you know i would definitely encourage them to explore the idea of of making a similar type of initiative because i definitely think that uh, model U, uh, countries that have that have a vibrant model un community are prime areas for such a community to be built uh, in the sense that what what you're looking for is people that have good knowledge of the model un community in your respective country who have good connections uh, i think in terms of CMUN, we've been a bit fortunate in the sense that uh, we've developed a lot of connections over the years through my time as the Secretary General of the Montreal United Nations Conference, through having organized Harvard World Model United Nations last year in Montreal. Uh, you know, we each come with a certain number of connections, and through that, we're able to build a community. But I don't think that uh, this model is necessarily only unique to Canada. I think it can be done elsewhere um, because what it involves basically is creating a platform. Now, what we have is our website, and through that, we update the list of conferences, for example, as new conferences from Canada join it. Uh, you know, we also do conference recaps and conference previews to help people in the community learn about the different Canadian conferences. Um, Facebook has been a big help in terms of uh, keeping the community going, in terms of having that Facebook group that comprises people of the Canadian uh, Model UN community. And through that, you can find a lot of the Model UN conferences in Canada. Um, and so what I would recommend, for example, whether it be somebody in Spain or somebody in Austria, is find out what the conferences are in Spain or Austria, uh, reach out to them about your ID, um, and set it in motion in terms of what you're trying to build. Uh, when I talk about you know, earlier about the United Kingdom and Ireland, what they have is their Facebook group. That's what they have. Um, and what they were, and because I'm part of it, I see what's happening, and it looks very interesting in the sense that you get these notifications. Um, so if you're able to, if you're somebody who's living in Spain or Austria, and you have friends that are in your model UN community from Spain or Austria, and then you add them to your group, and you know through that it builds because they add their friends, and then their friends add their friends, and you build this sort of community. And what they did in the United Kingdom and Ireland is they created a document where they list the different upcoming conferences, and that helps people learn about it. Uh, and with CMON, my idea was to make it with a website, and through that you have the different conferences. So you have these different platforms and the way to do it. Um, and so in that sense, I think it is doable. Um, and you also see, you know, with MyMon, for example, you have this global community, but you can also uh, go from region to region. You can see the conferences that are in Canada, that are in the U.S., that are in Europe, Asia, Africa, elsewhere. And so that really helps you find out the different conferences that are around. Um, and through that, you're able to really like find out more about the model UN community in the country that you live in. And through that, I think you're able to uh, build a community by you know making those connections. So what I always see, is, what I always say is, be proactive, get out there, meet people, talk to them, um, because through that, you'll start building your connections. And people are generally open to this idea because it is beneficial, like I said, to conference organizers in a way that. It helps them learn about, it helps them reach delegates and delegates end up learning about their conference. So it, it benefits both sides. And that was at the end of the day, what we wanted to do with CMUN is get people to learn about the conferences and through that, you know, really uh, strengthen our Canadian Model UN community. You mentioned uh, Weltman in Montreal uh, a lot yes. and maybe it's a coincidence, but it doesn't seem like one. 
that the uh, the success and the the foundation of uh, of Seaman kind of coincides with with the hosting of of Worldman in Montreal. Would you say that that so the, the hosting was a was a event that kind of brought uh, more conferences across Canada together, like a unifying uh, thing? And is is that something that you think had an had an impact on on Seaman getting off the ground at all? I think our knowledge with having hosted Harvard World United Nations World Month was something that really helped us uh, with Simon in terms of, like I said, the connections we were building with people uh, from Canada. Because um, I, before, I would say that, as I mentioned, you know, Canada has these like three main cities that act as like its hubs for model UN conferences, and through World Month, we were able to, you know bring together more of the Canadian conferences, uh, conference delegations rather, more of the delegations to World Month 2017. And so that helped like that helped us meet people, meet people from the Canadian community, uh, helped us reach out to them. And I like I met, referenced earlier, one thing I really liked about having seen how, you know, for example, Harvard de Harvard's delegation is um, is that, you know, they know we they their delegation will know people will know the other delegations in the United States and elsewhere. And I think that's really useful when you have head delegates that know each other, because that was something that I felt lacked in Canada that you didn't really have. Uh, you had it among some delegations, but it wasn't something that was felt throughout the country. Um, so I think our experience having organized World Month really definitely plays into it. Um, and I think that one of the things I really liked about World Month is the networking aspect, meeting people from all over the world. And that's one of the reasons how I've been a bit more connected with the rest of the Model UN community is having done World Month for three years, uh, and now uh, part of the uh, their alumni is having been able to meet people from different Model UN circuits, from different Model UN communities, hearing about how they do it. Uh, one of the things that's been really cool is at the Montreal United Nations Conference, we have over 30 international conference partners. And a lot of this was through connections we built through World Month, people we've met at, at World Month that come from all over the world and connecting with them. and so. It's definitely served as a source of inspiration. Uh, you know, we built a lot of connections with World Month, having hosted that. And I think through that, it really served as the groundwork. And I, and I think if you look at it in terms of, you know, we finished with World Month in uh, March 2017, and we launched CMUN a couple of months later in October 2017. I think as you're putting together, there definitely was a logical flow of things. Uh, it's very interesting to hear how, how inspiring inspirational really uh world one has been to your mun community and how it affected different aspects of what you're doing from internationality to um you know strengthening the the hub uh that it was in so in that sense would you recommend to let's put it this way would you recommend to to a uh, country that's you know looking to do something like Canadian Model United Nations, which you tell them, look, apply for Worldmon, host them, and then use that, uh, use that as, a, as a starting point for, for unifying your country? Or do you think that could lead to um, uh, competition instead of cooperation? I, I've never applied to host, uh, to host a Worldmon conference, and the process to many people probably doesn't seem very transparent. Um, so for example, organizing yeah sorry, so, so, so i could also imagine that among the canadian conferences there had been some competition to to host it or was this really a thing where everybody pulled together and and went for it in in unison 
Well, so Canada has hosted World Run twice. Uh, the first time was in Vancouver, 2012, which was organized by the University of British Columbia. And then we hosted it last year, 2017, which was Dawson College's bid. Um, I think it depends on who's putting together the bid in terms of like, who's the organ like who's the who's the entity submitting the bid i when you look at it being in uh, 2012 ubc uh it was ubc's effort this was their bid and when you look at it in uh 2017 for dawson college it was their bid as well um but i think other countries for example it might be more uh more open in the sense that they have a larger they're part of a wider association and that association is the one that's comprised of you know different universities and submits the bid. You know, for example, Mun Society Belgium when they've hosted World Month. Um, so I think it depends on that. Uh, I think in Canada, well, at least when we did it for Dawson, it was Dawson College's bid, and we had different partners such as Tourism Montreal, uh, as well as the Palais des Congrès de Montréal, which were two of like our big partners uh, in putting the bid forward. And so what I'd recommend to other countries is World Month is an awesome experience, having been to it three years. Uh, first time as a delegate, second time as a chair, third time as an organizer. Um, I've met so many people through that experience that uh, it was one of the best times of my life. Um, organizing or hosting World Mun is also an incredible experience because it really is something to be proud of when you've put together. Uh, in our case, it was a bid document of over 100 pages that felt like an Olympic bid. Uh, we put a lot of work into it. Um, and we really helped us showcase what Montreal is. Also, last year was our 150th anniversary of Canada and our 375th anniversary of Montreal. Uh, so we really had a lot to be proud about in terms of celebrating what makes our city and our country uh, so unique and, uh, and why we're proud of it. Uh, and so I think that organizing World Month is a great experience in the sense that you really get to learn more about your country. And then you also get the opportunity to invite people to come to your country. And I think that does help build the community in the sense that you build those links, you make those connections. Uh, if you're able to make it, uh, if you're able to make it like a countrywide effort as some past host, uh, some past host teams have done so, um, because of their organization being like an association of the country or something, then in that case, that's really cool because in that case, you really are bringing together, uh, the different uh, the different universities, the different schools together. And through that, you're able to really like, if you want to build something like Simon, you have the links, you have the connections. Um, like I, I would say the technology is there for it to be, for it to happen. It's simply a matter of getting out there and talking to people who organize the conferences, talk to the conference organizers, get them on board and build that community. Um, and so, yeah, I, and so, yeah, I definitely recommend, uh, anybody who's interested in hosting world month to do it. Um, it goes around the world every year so it's definitely an awesome experience you make it sound uh very very tempting to to uh, apply hosting worldman and well as we're recording this this podcast which is in the middle of, of april uh the, right. the host bits are still open if i'm not mistaken um they probably won't be by the time uh, that we're actually launching uh the podcast but uh well there's always next year and uh I can probably concur with Jonathan here, also having attended a few World Months, that that is a very, very special experience and really feels different uh, every time um, you're there. Because And uh, that's perhaps the most important aspect for, for a host team. They can give that conference their own flavor by bringing it, as you said, Jonathan, to their 
to their own country and, and adding their own little uh, uniqueness to it. Well, um, yeah, that's really it. Uh, because it is like, uh, you know, Harvard World Month is like an Olympic conference in the sense that you really get people from all over the world that come. And then in Canada, we had that. In Panama, they had that this year. And so when you take about that, you speak about that on that scale, and then you're trying to do something a bit more in your country where if you're trying to do something like CMUN, you're trying to get the whole country involved. And there are some links to be made in terms of people you're trying to bring together. Um, and so having organized World Month definitely helps to that effect. And uh, you know what? I definitely recommend. So people, if you haven't gone to World Month, definitely consider doing it. Uh, if you have been to World Month, continue going to it. It's an awesome conference. And uh, honestly, it was one of the best experiences of my life to have been able to be uh, to been a delegate, to be a chair, and to have hosted it. Um, well, we've talked about a lot of uh, hopeful, aspirational, uh, successful projects and uh, and things today, and it really does make you feel like it's the it's the golden age of MUN, doesn't it? There's conferences everywhere. They're getting closer together. They're getting uh, better. They're, the content is getting uh, much better uh, as well. It's really, I think yeah, that, you're definitely right about that. Um, this definitely feels like the age where people are more interconnected than ever before in the sense that you're able to now, you know, you're go, you're able to go to conferences and you're able to keep in touch with the individuals you've met. Uh, and that's really, I think something that's important that you didn't necessarily have, uh, years ago, uh, because now you're able to really like meet those same people at different conferences be like, Hey, we've met before. And through that, you're really creating friendships, uh, creating, uh, you know, you're expanding your network and we'll see what, you know, we'll see what that gives in the future. Cause I think a lot of people that have met e each other through going through doing model UN, they keep in touch. Perhaps they see each other, uh, in their careers, uh, you know, talking to each other about projects and different things they're working on. And so that creates useful connections. And so, um, that I think is definitely why we're living in perhaps as I'd also agree with you. It's the golden age. What a very nice high note to, to end this episode on. We've, uh, we've had a very interesting discussion today. Thank you. Uh, very much, Jonathan. I think there's uh, some some things were left on the table that we could maybe talk about in uh, another uh, episode. But for now, thank you very, very much uh, for coming on the show. It's been very insightful. And uh, best of luck with the uh, Simon project for the future. Thank you so much, Robin. It's been a pleasure to have been on this podcast. And uh, definitely, yeah, we should talk about those other subjects sometime. Uh, it's a uh, definitely looks like in the in the months and years to come that Miami UN has a, is going to continue to develop into really getting um, getting more of the community involved, and I think like that's definitely going to be something that's going to have an important impact on Model UN as a whole. And so I'm very excited uh, as the years goes by to see how this all progresses. So thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited about that as well. Thank you. Thank you very much. Take care.